Shut up and sit down. Hello, uh, everybody. Welcome to this very special bonus episode of the Book and Man podcast. Um, yeah, so this was put in place because uh, a few people wanted to hear my thoughts on AEW Revolution pay-per-view. Um, and I didn't want people to have to wait a week because um, that won't be the topic of conversation anymore uh, in a week's time. So uh, I figured I would check the pay-per-view out. I've not watched a full AEW pay-per-view from start to finish for quite a while. Uh, so this was quite interesting for me to sit down and watch this. Um, I don't want people to get the wrong impression and think I'm just going to slag off AEW all of the time. Uh, they do some good stuff. I mean, it's quite often lost amongst all the nonsense, but they do do some good stuff, and I will highlight some of the good parts in this as well as pointing out a few of the things that <laughs> really made me laugh. Um, firstly... Um, JR, Jim Ross, uh, his voice was shot to pieces within one sentence of this show. You could tell that he was struggling. Um, if that's the case, just leave the man off the pay-per-view. It was really, uh, as the show went on, you could tell he was going longer and longer between actually saying anything. Um, his sentences were kept pretty short throughout the whole thing, and he was really, really struggling. So I felt bad for him, but um, yeah, they should have just left him off the show. They could have left... Uh, Taz on commentary uh, for the whole show. I know he, he did commentary on the uh, on the street fight, but they could have left him out there the whole time, or just left Tony and Excalibur um, as a two man team because I actually prefer two man team uh, anyway. Um, yeah, um, so this show kicked off with uh, a tag team championship match. Uh, now, first thing that I, I noticed was they just simply have to turn. Chris Jericho they have to make him a baby face just because of the music like it's so off-putting to have someone that's supposed to be booed and disliked and beating up people's dads and and all that sort of stuff and then he comes out and and he's really happy because the whole crowd is singing his music it's just so backwards uh, so they have to turn him face in my opinion and um, we'll come to to that a little bit later um as well uh, MJF and Wardlow just look like a great package to me. Um, I think they're, they're really well suited for each other. Um, and I would have rather they just stayed as a pair instead of the inner circle stuff. But, you know, so be it. Uh, but yeah, they, they really look apart together. Um, the, the Young Bucks. Um, I actually sat down and watched this. Uh, my girlfriend was watching this with me. Uh, she's very much not a wrestling fan. So um, she was watching and pointed out a few observations as we um, as we were watching this. And I always find it's quite interesting to get the input of someone that, that doesn't watch wrestling because there's certain things that wrestling fans get used to seeing so that it just becomes normal when someone that doesn't watch wrestling sees it they think they, they spot the holes in, in things and the logic um, but she was very impressed with the neon tassels on the Young Bucks to, to start us off um, and she thought it was hilarious watching one of them pick his earrings out whilst trying to look tough um, yeah the Bucks went straight on the attack fucking ignoring the rules but a lot of the time 
rules aren't really observed in AEW tag team wrestling or a lot of tag team wrestling in general these days anyway um they're probably the least intimidating angry people i've ever seen like your dad got beat up and bloodied and thrown into a truck um and you come out and you're doing synchronized dives and stuff it's like oh really they get angry start a proper brawl but they're just not intimidating and they don't know how to do anything other than their usual shit um I, I know I made a note here. I'm just going through these notes as I as I watched it. Um, are there rules? Who knows? Um, Wardlow got involved a little bit, um, started putting some boots in, but they the boots actually look shit. So I'd rather keep his stuff to a minimum, unless it's going to be big, high impact, important spots um, that make him look really really dangerous and effective. Putting those little boots in just made him look like a bit of a pussy. Um, there, uh, Matt Jackson, I think it was. Um, if you recall, the the old Arn Anderson um, fakes out a punch and then snaps the DDT. Um, Matt Jackson's kind of adapted that into faking out the super kick, but it just doesn't have that same kind of snap to it. Um, it's a nice idea, but it just uh, not everything has to begin with a super kick. Um, Jericho looks like a middle-aged. What's this note here? <laughs> A <laughs> Jericho, this is actually a note um, not by me, but Jericho looks like a middle-aged woman from Texas with four children, apparently. Um, I, I actually kind of can see it. I agree with that. Um, one thing that kind of confused me, so MJF and Jericho beat up the Young Bucks' dad on Dynamite, and then at the start of this match, they point out that Matt Jackson's wife is with him and at ringside, and it's like, if your opponents are the kind of people that would beat up and bloody your dad, why would you bring your wife to a fight with them? Why would you put her in any kind of position around these people? It just doesn't make logical sense. You would make sure that you know, they could have still had the wife thing mentioned. They could have had, you know... Um, they could have mentioned that you know the family was there, but they've told them to stay backstage. You know that kind of thing. It kind of just takes you out of the uh, the moment a little bit. Um, overall, this match was okay. I got really annoyed with the um, super kick spot with MJF, where one hit a super kick, then another, then another, then another, then another, then another, and then the double one knocked him over. It's like your super kicks must be absolutely shit because it took seven of them to put him on his ass. So. How are you ever going to believe a super kick is a finish when it, he was still standing after the first six? It, ridiculous. And yeah, I just uh, really, really wound me up. Why couldn't they have just bang hit him with a big double super kick and turn hit the big double super kick on Jericho and gone into the next spot from there? But uh, instead of just ping ponging him with the super kicks. Um, yeah, I didn't enjoy that. But overall, this match wasn't that bad. Um, a few bits I didn't like, but it was okay as a show opener. Um, the Meltzer driver counter into the uh, Codebreaker was nice. Uh, MJF's a really good dick heel, just smarmy. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy his stuff a lot. Um, I feel like sometimes he, he does too much of the stuff too much of other people's shit, um, taking Canadian destroyers and like uh, pile drivers and things in general annoy me when they're not the finish. Stuff like that should always be the finish. Um, 
but hey-ho, nothing's a finish these days, right? <laughs> but this match was okay. Um, yeah, I, I think Jericho's kind of, he's definitely seen better days. Uh, MJF is, is on the rise. Jericho needs to do that babyface turn, um, in my opinion, ready for when crowds are back properly. Uh, you know, full arena singing his theme music while he competes firmly on the uh, the mid card would be <laughs> would be great. Uh, second up was the tag team battle royale, which is kind of Royal Rumble style, with a new team entering. Both members of your team have to be eliminated in order for um, have to be thrown out in order for your team to be eliminated. Um, Dustin Rhodes is still a man. Um, I love seeing him every time. Um, Santana and Ortiz in my opinion deserve better um, I bet they wish they took that NXT off for now because um, they've whilst being in the inner circle they've not really done anything they were having really good matches in Impact and, and they were the top team and treated like the top team and they've come in here and they're just a throwaway team most of the time you know when you're the tag team the specialist tag team in a stable and two singles guys from your stable are competing for the tag titles on a pay-per-view um, then you've got problems so I I think this was um, they deserve better than that and I'd like to see them doing a bit more um, Ten the, the guy in the white mask from the Dark Order he's alright, he's in good shape but he, he takes like baby steps and it's really off-putting whenever he goes to do anything it's like tiny little baby steps on everything uh, watch it back and, and let me see if you if you agree with me but it was yeah just really really strange just strange observation um Stu Grayson looked good um Evil Uno's not so good um in my opinion is I don't like the look um but Stu Grayson looks good every time I see him out there so um who else was in this? Um, no two sons have ever looked more like their dad than uh, Austin and Colton Gunn. Wow. I mean, one of them looked kind of um, like mid to late 90s Billy Gunn, while the other one looks like early noughties Billy Gunn. It's really, really weird. And they have the same body movements and, and they do his moveset and... That they're just basically mini Billy Guns, and and that's not a bad thing. I like Billy Gun, um, but yeah, it's just really trippy seeing them in the ring um, as sort of two versions, young versions of him. Um, but yeah, they both look good. They're good size, good. They're in shape um, and show a lot of promise. Uh, da da da. Uh, pretty Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi. Don't yeah, the jobbers. Um, Bear Country were good. Uh, I like Bear Country. Uh, they looked impressive. Um, two big dudes, um, big power moves. I think um, if I had any faith on the AEW pulling a trigger on a big man team as opposed to flippy teams, then they would be a team that um, I'd be looking looking at. But um, they won't. <laughs> Essentially, it'll be Young Bucks. Uh, and the winners of this um, and lots of other flippy teams competing for the belts all the time I would imagine um, but yeah Bear Country for me looked good the uh, Marco stunt giving the Hurricane Rana over the ropes to Evil Uno who then run 
full speed into the post to eliminate himself was a fucking embarrassment. Like, how do you not know that that looks shit as you're doing it? Like, seriously, that was fucking diabolical and Evil Uno should be fucking embarrassed. Um, yeah, they didn't really catch the Jack Evans stuff on camera where he was eliminating someone. Um, yeah, if you're going to do an angle, make sure it's on camera. Cue up your camera team. Um, yeah. I, I, always, I also... Um, Death Triangle. Pack is, is superb. Pack for me is, is he always looks intense. He looks, he's he's a you know he's a high fly high flyer guy and does lots of impressive stuff. But he looks like he could rip your fucking head off. Um, so I like him. I don't like him with Ray Phoenix. Um, the Death Triangle, the whole name presentation is that of a, a heel trio. But Phoenix is the most babyface guy you'll ever see he's you know he's colorful um he does all these cool moves and things and yet he's presented alongside someone like pack and i just don't think the package really works um phoenix for me should be one of the top baby faces competing around the tnt title maybe that kind of um place as a singles as a singles guy um while pack should be in the main event picture um as a as a heel singles as well in, in my opinion but um what was good about this um i thought that jungle boy looked really good uh, in this i thought they did a really good job with him um making you believe that he might go all the way uh, and overcome the odds at the end there um so yeah he looked really good uh <laughs> trying to think of anything else that was that was really good in this uh john silver john silver's fun um yeah i, I like him i think he's got personality i think there's a ceiling on him just due to his, his height but yeah so i don't think he'll ever be like the world champion for that reason but he's he's really entertaining got a lot of personality and i, and I like i like him a lot so uh there are positives in this um but yeah, it was just a, it was just a bit messy, and it was just kind of there, and looked like a way of getting everybody on the show. Um, what was up next? The women's championship match, um, the Japanese women's division, uh, as it seems to be. Um, this must have been like Excalibur's Excalibur's wet dream. Um, like, who the fuck cares about ice ribbon? Like, <laughs> apparently, uh, you know. I just I don't get why AEW tries to appeal so much to the to the the smart fans that know who small independent Japanese women's wrestling promotions are like just tell the story yourselves within the confines of AEW um, and not worry so much about everything that happens outside of it um, but that's just an opinion some people like that that they sort of piece together the the wider wrestling world sometimes and, and I get it I get why people like that but it's not really my my cup of tea but there you go um there was some good stuff in this there was some not so good stuff in this um the sort of chops in the corner from Mizunami were um the like, first big chop and then just these little 
little slaps that wouldn't hurt but yeah she just selling it like it does and it just looked a bit bit rubbish um i i don't like the sort of, i never like the trade-off stuff where you throw a punch or a forearm and then you stand there and welcome your opponent to hit you back and then they welcome they sort of open up so you can hit them back like like seriously if i went into a legitimate fight and offered my chin to someone, I get knocked on my ass. So why why would you do that? Why why? So you're the AW Women's Champion, right? You're standing there. Why would you stand there and just say, "Go on then, I'll let you hit me"? Well, she could get sparked out, knocked out cold, and pinned. Like, would they ever do that in a legit fight? No. So why do we do it in wrestling? It really pisses me off. Um, there was, however, some good stuff in this. Um, uh, generally it went a bit too long I thought I thought it was just too many near falls it went a little bit too long um, could have shaved a few minutes off of this um, but it wasn't it wasn't offensive it was for the most part it was a decent competitive match I just think it, it like I say it went a little bit long and there was a few little little bits in it that are, that are more personal pet peeves of mine than uh, you know I understand that loads of people do the this sort of trade off thing and um but it doesn't mean I have to like it. Um, yeah, so overall this was okay. Uh, in the post-match, Nyla Rose, um, Britt Baker, uh, Rebel, and uh, Miko Ito, is that her name? I can't remember. The God of Love and Piss, as she referred to herself on Twitter. Um, yeah, they came out and the Thunder Rosa makes the save, uh, potentially setting something up there. Um, Thunder Rosa for me is the the star of this this division right now, um, and she should be the focal point of the division in my opinion. Um, she was for the NWA while she was there, um, and she yeah she's really good. She got a lot of um, presence about her, and and yeah I think uh, in she should be. On the uh, she should be on the top of the uh, the division for sure for me. Uh, what else have we got? Um, so the Miro and Kip Sabian against Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Um, there was a backstage assault on uh, on the the baby faces here. Miro just destroying Chuck Taylor, throwing him for a window, putting his head through that. Um, a Miro looking like a fucking animal, which is, I think, what everyone wants, really. Um, Kip's new gear is really nice. I've not seen him in that style of, uh, you know, the long tights before. Um, and I, I really like them. I thought they uh, they look really cool. Um, this match was built to show off Miro. Um, yeah, uh, Kip did some cool stuff. Um, not going to talk too much about him. Sometimes... Um, <laughs> I did think when he um, sort of runs off the far corner and does the little hop on the turnbuckle and then runs in the drop kick looks really nice but the little hop up and stuff makes him look a little bit like a dressage horse um, but overall um, Kip did some really nice stuff in this um, and, and looked really good and I'm glad to see him on pay-per-view um, however this was designed to uh, establish Miro as as being dominant um there's a nice pile driver in there from chuck taylor but again stuff like that i'd prefer if it was the finish um it looks likely that they're going with a miro kip 
split. Miro didn't care about the well-being of Penelope Ford. Um, and Kip obviously um, sort of left the match in order to, to care for her. So I think they're probably teasing a little bit of a split there, which is fine. That's that's all good. I think the, the team um, doesn't need to remain together long term. Miro needs to kind of break off and he should be in that upper tier um, competing for titles um, I mean, just being really aggressive and, and, and really good. Whereas Kip um, hopefully can find... Um, his place I'd like to see him do some stuff with uh, with someone like Darby Allen maybe um, I'd like to see him in the ring with Jungle Boy um, there's a few other opponents that, that I think would really benefit um, benefit Kip um, to have have a program with but uh, yeah I think this is a good step forward for everyone involved um, on the uh, the Miro Kip side of things uh, there's backstage segments with um, with MJF uh, in a circle, Jericho. Jericho saying it's going to be some sort of war council or something on dynamite, and MJF says that you know he agrees it's time for a change, and I think that's kind of teasing the outing of Jericho as the leader, um, which probably is a good thing. I'd like to see this uh, group either end or, or splinter into something led by MJF. MJF, Wardlow, Sammy Guevara back um, with them. And maybe you could keep Santana on a tease there. I think that Jake Hager and Jericho need to split off from the uh, from the group. Hager doesn't really add anything, in my opinion, and Jericho needs to go go babyface as well. Um, yeah, which would be which would be interesting. But I think it's definitely the time to pull the trigger on that. Um, yeah, what else have we got? Uh, Hangman Adam. Ca- uh, get my words right. Hangman Adam Page. Um, against Matt Hardy in the big money match um, I think Adam Page is a star he looks the part um, and and yeah I, th- I think that uh, he, he this this feud and this match probably beneath him a little bit um, but it was good actually it was a really solid uh, solid match uh, Matt Hardy looks looked pretty good here um, and Adam Page this was all built to put Adam Page over as it should be. Um, the moonsault on the outside off the top rope by Adam Page that he does all the time. Uh, fuck, it annoys me because A, he does it too often. Uh, he doesn't look behind him before he jumps. And while that's kind of... A lot of people will think that's kind of impressive that you know he doesn't even look, he just does it. But then how do you know your opponent's in position? Well, the only way you would know that is if your opponent knows to be in position. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, that kind of annoys me a little bit. But, you know, it is impressive for a guy his size hitting that. Um, I liked his, his crossbody um, into the ring as well. looked really good. Um, it's amazing how simple moves like that can, uh, can pop me. <laughs> um, it's time for Matt Hardy to shave his head because uh, he's got that big bald spot uh, <laughs> going on. Um, yeah, and, and despite the uh, the interference at the end, um, I actually quite enjoyed the finish. I thought the Dark Order sort of saving Adam Page and popping him back up on the apron for him to hit the buckshot lariat was actually a nice little finish. Um, the celebration at the end. I do worry that 
the Dark Order because you know it's it's great that the Dark Order uh, um, the Dark Order for me without Brody Lee if you just factor in the rest of the group are very much a lower tier act there's no one there that's breaking out of the group um, and Adam Page joining them looks like a bit of a step down for him maybe and I think that he should be doing more important stuff higher up the card um, I have no doubt it'll, it'll probably be entertaining but um, yeah I'd like to see him further up the card than in um, in the Dark Order I think Adam Page doing something with someone like Cody or Adam Page against Lance Archer would be good um, you know there's, there's multiple guys that Adam Page against Brian Cage um, the guys from Team Taz would be good maybe maybe that's where you go with it and you have Team Taz against the Dark Order doing some stuff maybe and Adam Page has has matches with, with those guys because him against guys like Ricky Starks would be really good um, but yeah I just feel Adam Page is he, he's kind of the type of guy that should be on the brink of a main event run uh, I know he sort of teased he had the match with Jericho and he has had the match with Omega in that tournament final but yeah I just feel like it's just something he's not quite firing in the right direction at the moment but I think he's a star and I think he will get there um, the ladder match so this was uh uh, yeah, I said on the last podcast that I really miss one-on-one singles ladder matches because I think they can tell a really good story. These multi-man ones are really messy um, now, unless you've got proper top-tier talent. And I think there was some really good talent in this, and some that maybe weren't, or there's a bit of a clash in there. Maybe uh, Max Caster, Platinum Max. Uh, I think he's got presence. I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, Scorpio Sky is uh, really solid but I don't feel like he's a top guy I feel like he's um, someone that can work with and work well with everybody but I don't know if I really see him as a, as a top guy Lance Archer I like um, I think they've dropped the ball with him a little bit I really enjoyed um, Jake uh, Roberts cutting promos for him and, and that's kind of stopped uh, so you see Jake there and he even gets physically involved a little bit in this which I, I popped for but Jake um, has pretty much um, I'd like to see him do, cutting more promos for Archer I think um, but yeah they, they, they look the part together um, but yeah it's a bit of a drop ball on, on Archer in my opinion um, is Penta a heel because I thought he was part of the death triangle but yet he comes out all smiling and happy and everything and I just think, think there's a lot of muddy waters on who's who was supposed to cheer and who was supposed to boo in AEW and I get it that you know they've said before our faces and heels doesn't exist anymore but it does and it has to in my opinion it has to exist because um the crowd needs someone to cheer they need someone to boo who are we meant to be rooting for who are we not meant to be rooting for and it's easier to tell stories and in every single movie every single tv show everything you have you have guys that are good guys and guys that are bad guys you have your heroes and your villains you have your heels and your baby faces you you have to have that in order to to tell 
coherent stories and character development because someone who's a, who's a heel they they change to become a babyface and vice versa and you see that through tv shows and movies and everything and that has to be a thing in wrestling because if everyone is shades of gray then everybody and it's just like oh you just like who you like well no that's that for me that's not how it works and i think that's a stupid way of looking at it um and part of why a lot of modern wrestling really goes over my head but there you go um ethan page uh, it's cool to, to see him there I, I don't begrudge him the opportunity there i think um impact has, has had a bit of a result with that because i think josh alexander is is the better of their tag team and more marketable for sure um yeah, and I, I, I haven't really forgiven Ethan Page for the Karate Man stuff. I thought that was absolute dog shit. So, um, but yeah, he's got a, he's he's you know good smarmy looking guy, and um, I think he'll do all right in in AEW. To be fair, in that kind of middle of the show um, kind of spot, their roster's getting pretty big though right now. Um, yeah, the um, I didn't understand at the beginning of the match, everyone's kind of brawling on the outside and Lance Archer, Lance Archer sorry, starts throwing people into the ring to beat them up and that didn't really make any sense surely you'd want to keep them out of the ring beat them up on the outside and then try and climb the ladder um, if you're already on the outside I mean, you know, get them away from the ladder and keep them away from the ladder and keep them away from the prize um, so that didn't make much sense but that's minor um, there's lots of sloppy stuff in this there's a couple of really cool moves um, and a couple of really cool spots I like the kind of razor's edge powerbomb thing onto the ladder that had Lance Archer trapped in the middle of I like Jake Roberts getting involved in it and that short arm clothesline was, was a bit of a blast from the past um, yeah and overall some cool stuff Max Caster with the elbow off the, the top rope um, sorry, off the off the ladder was was again pretty cool. Um, Cody messing up the, the the messed up Cody cutter with Cody and Penta off the ladder was was not pretty. But hey ho, you could kind of maybe put that down to um, Cody the injury that he was selling. Um, you could put that down to that's kind of why that happened and find some um, you know um, story element to that, I guess. Uh, Cody had a bit of selective selling on that injury though when he came back to the match um, you know he's keeping the arm by his side and selling it and holding it and then two seconds later he's using that arm to do something climb up on the ropes and things and that, that kind of takes you out of it a little bit but overall this wasn't too bad I've seen worse uh, clusterfuck ladder matches um, but yeah overall I think this type of match has kind of maybe run its course um, obviously it's not it's not going anywhere because WWE still does the money in the bank ones but yeah I think that this could have been better and yeah I'd like to see the return of singles ladder matches instead um, uh, let me have a look there's some other notes I had here actually for this um, for the ladder match um, yeah there was one bit with uh, Penta uh, approaches a ladder in the center of the ring and the ladder is in a perfect position to climb uh, to get the, the brass ring which looked like Sonic the Hedgehog should have been going after it um, yeah and it was perfectly placed but he decides to move the ladder 
so it's not as in not in as good of a placement so that when he climbs he's in position for the upcoming move and that kind of stuff i notice it and it takes me out of it i'm like okay ladder's in a perfect position get climbing uh, oh wait he's moving it so that he's closer to the corner so cody can jump off and do whatever you know that sort of thing um yeah really kind of um really kind of winds me up why was um, max caster kissing the hand of penta at one point it's just kind of what i don't get it someone can explain it to me great um yeah scorpio sky winning was okay uh, but really um i would have preferred lance archer maybe to take this i think him and darby allen would be good darby is the underdog as always you know um and if Scorpio Sky doesn't beat Darby Allen, because I think that match is literally happening on Dynamite this week, uh, if that match, if he doesn't win the title, then where do you go? You've just gone through that big ladder match and got the title shot, and then you they don't pull the trigger. Um, who knows? Uh, what was up next? Uh, well, there was the the cinematic um, match. You know what? It was all right. My biggest uh, thing that I didn't like about it was the commentary selling it and talking over it like it was live when you could clearly tell that it wasn't because it was done in a cinematic style. That took me out of it. Um, I would have preferred the commentary not to be over the top of this, to be perfectly honest. Especially when sort of Taz is like, oh yeah, yeah, they're there, they're going to, you know, they're, they're ready for the fight. And then you see them getting in their car and then the car is suddenly pulling up at the place. But yet they're talking over it like it's live. That's the thing that took me out of it. Overall, though, this was this was pretty cool. It had a really good look to it. It was great to see Sting doing some stuff. I'm a Sting fan. Um, and for a while, it was getting a bit boring where he'd just come to the ring, get interrupted by Team Taz, nothing happens. Um, this was cool. Um, I'd like to see Sting, um, if he feels he's capable, have a proper in-ring match to sort of end his career. Um, but... You know, if this is what we get from Sting for the next couple of years, sort of cinematic things, you know, that's cool. I liked it. Um, where does he go from here? I don't know. I do, but then I didn't picture Sting working with someone like Brian Gage and Ricky Starks and those guys when he came in. Um, yeah, I didn't see that coming. So, you know, who knows? This might be... Um, this might be a good thing, really, that he's working with people that are not those those top of the pile guys. Um, and then maybe we get Sting one final time in the ring properly. Uh, who knows? But um, yeah, I'm happy with this. I thought that it did its job. Sting looked good in there. Darby Allen gets over even more so, doing lots of crazy stuff. Um, it doesn't hurt Ricky Starks getting pinned by Sting at all. Um, yeah, and overall just uh, was really really uh, quite enjoyable there's some stupid stuff in there but you know overall I'm not going to rag on this because um, you know it was nice to see to see Sting uh, we had the announcement of uh, Christian Cage um, making his AEW debut and that's kind of shocking because he just returned at the Rumble um, but obviously they didn't um, 
offer him any kind of contract that he that he was interested in. So um, we got that nice moment with Edge and Christian in the Rumble. I would have liked uh, an Edge and Christian kind of nostalgia, maybe not necessarily a nostalgia run as a tag team, but teaming together one last time would have been would have been really nice. Um, but it was not to be, and Christian goes off to AEW. Um, I'm kind of worried because there's also Kurt Angle has said that he wants to retire on his terms and he's had a surgery and he wants to come back and wrestle and if Kurt Angle wants to wrestle I can't see Tony Khan saying no to him Uh, and then it's like Sting, Christian, Kurt Angle all coming in it gets very TNA 2006 except 15 years later and everyone's got 15 more years on their clock Um, and, and I feel like maybe we're starting to repeat history a little bit um but what do i know um but as far as christian is concerned i have always been a fan of his he is good um i can't see him becoming world champion there at this point in his career but uh, it'll be interesting to see who he mixes it up with i'd like to see him working with some of that uh, middle of the show um sort of mid card guys that maybe need that rub of working with Christian I'd really like to see Kip get the opportunity to to wrestle Christian that would be uh, that would be really good um overall yeah it's it's good to see him uh, on there and you know if he's able to come back and, and wrestle a decent schedule and semi-regularly then uh, then happy days and good for him and I'm glad that he gets the opportunity to do so um yeah and I think that's everything bar the main event um, which was ridiculous. Um, referee looking like a bleached minion. Um, this was shit. Let's face it. Um, I didn't enjoy any of it. It's not my cup of tea. Um, touching the barbed wire sets off explosives that you can clearly see are nowhere near anybody. You just get a puff of smoke and a little bang. Um, so that was shit. Like, this would have been better if it was just a barbed wire match like a barbed wire rope thing and not the explosives stuff even when they did the paradigm shift out onto the the planks on the out the tables kind of things set up on the outside that are meant to explode you see the explosions were nowhere near where they landed so it kind of killed it for me and i was just like you know what these explosions have caused no damage to anyone like and don't get me wrong like i'm not expecting people's flesh to be hanging off but if you're in an explosion they're referring to these things as landmines people lose limbs from landmines so these are clearly not landmines and if you can't do it properly um and make it believable then don't do it simple as that and and i think this was they booked themselves into a corner because they couldn't have done it like um onita in japan because they don't have the setup for that because if you actually look at the footage with that huge explosion that's been going around from one of the japanese ones how far away are people from that in an absolutely miles away (laughs) but in this they, they don't have that that luxury of the ring being they could have maybe done this in a cinematic style and could have pulled this off a little bit better maybe that's just a thought but the way that this was presented um for me you know they had some good little bits in there and 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 you know there was less of uh omega's annoyances things that annoy me about him um there was less of that because it was uh, more of a brawl and a struggle between the two and that's that's great um that's better 
but I'm not a fan of the barbed wire stuff, deathmatch stuff or anything like that. So I'm not really sure that um, that this was, I wasn't the intended audience for this. Some people will have really liked it. Um, but then we get the end. I actually thought the bat shot with the exploding bat was probably the best explosion in the whole thing. Because at least the explosion went off in his face um, and looked pretty good. Uh, and then we get the, the, the finish, the, the one-winged angel on the chair would have been nasty to take. So that looked good. One, two, three, you know, happy days. Good brothers getting involved. You know, I'm sure we're leading somewhere with that. Um, but then we got Eddie Kingston coming out to try and save John Moxley from getting blown up. He should have not bothered trying to save him because he should have been watching the match and seen that these explosions were miles away from people anyway um, but he gets in the ring and there's still time that he could have quite easily just rolled John Moxley towards the ropes that didn't have barbed wire on and just rolled him out of the ring and got him far enough away um, but he didn't he decides to lay on top of him and clearly just tucks his head hears the bangs, assumes that it looked like it got blown up and then sells it like he was dead when clearly it was the worst and most embarrassing explosion. And for me, if I was Moxley or Omega, I would be fucking pissed. I would be so angry that that you put yourself through that match and you're covered in cuts and bruises and, and all that stuff. Uh, as stupid as I may think that type of match is, if you're covered in, in, in all the cuts and bruises and put yourself through that for that kind of fucking payoff I would be so pissed um, it made it made Kingston look shit because he clearly nothing happened to him and yet he sold it like he was dead um, the explosion was ridiculous um, also why did the countdown continue surely that was part of the match like if the match has not ended they were saying on commentary if the match on the rules that start if the match has not ended after 30 minutes then the entire ring will explode the match had already ended so why did the countdown carry on it's like if this match had ended after 5 minutes okay um, say we got a Goldberg style squash and Kenny Omega just ran at him kneed him in the head 1-2-3 right and the match had ended, the pay-per-view goes off the air, are we meant to believe that the ring crew come out and start packing things away and then suddenly they all just explode because they forgot about the timer? Why would the timer still be going? Like, that's my biggest issue with this. Like The explosion looked terrible, but why was the timer still going? Why did no one establish why the timer did not stop when the match ended why would the timer continue there is no reason for the timer to continue and that's the last thing i'll say about that uh, match because it just fucking really irritated me that the timer continued as you can probably tell <laughs> um overall it wasn't uh, an amazing pay-per-view i've seen better from AEW. Um, i've probably seen worse from them as well to be fair but um that the big takeaway from this show will always be this show will go down in history as the one with the really shitty explosion and that's a shame because there were some good things on this show um, coming out of it I'd like to see Miro uh, moving up the cards um, maybe uh, we're going to see Moxley and Kingston maybe they turn up in Impact challenge the Good Brothers might be might be fun um 
But yeah, those two doing some stuff as a tag team gets Moxley away from the title. Uh, who steps up and challenges Moxley now? That's quite interesting. There's no, for me, there's no um, clear cut challenger. So maybe that's where Christian uh, Cage comes in and, and challenges um, Kenny Omega. Uh, I don't think he'll win the title, but it's definitely you know something that. Um, that would be interesting people would be uh, interested to see um and it will be interesting to see how we continue with the the impact stuff as well um i'd like to see the big show do so i think they missed the boat massively on dynamite by not having big show and shack come face to face um even if it was just in a backstage segment, just to tease that being a possibility down the line, even if there is no possibility of it, I think a tease of that would, would have done wonders. Big show for me. He said he's not retired, but he's doing commentary on a YouTube show. Um, so yeah, why not tease something like that for him? Uh, yeah, so I think coming out of this um, and coming out of Dynamite as well, uh, Dynamite teased a four horsemen group. That group for me needs a leader. Um, with Arn Anderson flashing up the four fingers for the four horsemen, maybe it's Cody, maybe Cody with FTR and Sean Spears as a new four horsemen. That would be good. Uh, other people that may suit that role, um, someone like MJF, but I see he's, he's still doing the stuff with the inner circle. Um, I'm not really sure who else would, would really fit into that role. Um, Hangman Adam Page, but again, he's in the group with uh, with the Dark Order now it seems um, I was informed of a, of a rumour that maybe um, this is where Nick Aldis will come in and front the group and that will then also cross over some stuff with the NWA title a little bit more and I've had the NWA women's title in AEW so it wouldn't be too far-fetched and it would do wonders uh, if FTR were to show up in the NWA and win the NWA Tag Team Championships um, yeah, I think that would be really good. I'm a big Nick Aldis fan. Um, yeah, that would that would be interesting. I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, but yeah, in general, there are a lot of interesting possibilities coming out of this show. I think, uh, and I will be obviously staying uh, tuned into it and uh, and letting you know my thoughts if you care to hear them um, right here on on my uh, on this podcast. So. Uh, what we're going to do now, I'm going to head this over to uh, rambled on a little bit too much about this <laughs> about this show. Uh, but we'll head now over to an interview that was filmed. Um, it was actually filmed. Uh, I didn't mess up. It was filmed, but uh, we're going to take the audio from an interview that uh, I conducted with uh, former DOA tag team champion Jack E. Hyde. Um, this was done as a bit of a, a tester to see about these uh, doing these interviews. So um, it's a little bit rough around the edges. The audio is not so great um, in places. But uh, but yeah, I thought I'd uh, give you a little bonus interview with uh, that I did with Jack um, a couple of months ago. So I hope you enjoy listening to that. I hope you've enjoyed uh, listening to my thoughts on AEW Revolution. Uh, I'm going to do this type of um, review show as well uh, for fast lane which is coming up i'll be doing that uh, and also we'll have a new uh, book of man podcast coming this saturday as well um, but uh, but yeah thank you for for listening to this uh, review and uh, and now it's over to my interview with none other none other than purge member jackie hyde
I am your host, Alec Burnett, the Booker Man of DOA Wrestling, and I am going to be joined today by Jack E. Hyde. So, uh, first, hi, Jack. How are you doing? Yo, how's it going, man? I'm very well, <laughs> thank you. Um, we're going to be, uh, throughout this series of podcasts, we're going to be talking some of your favourite DOA wrestling stars. Uh, essentially, we're going to be having a bit of a catch-up, um, seeing what uh, these guys have been up to throughout the, the pandemic, and uh, we're going to be talking about all things DOA wrestling and a few other things as well. So, uh, first, Jack, how's uh, how's the uh, the pandemic been for you? Uh, uh, Not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it is it sucked, right? Yeah. And shit. <laughs> Not enjoy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so you, we'll jump straight into some some DOA chat then. Um. So your first DOA match, do you remember that? Yeah. Yep. So with um, who was that? Emma. Yeah. Um. I had a match with Emma, and yeah, I remember the first time I come there, I was like proper nervous, and I was like, oh, I don't know who anyone is, and then I was fucking Brett there, Darren was there, Emma was there, um, oh, who else? There's a few people who like met before, and then there was like, I met Ben for the first time, Hex, so, yeah, that was like cool, and then, yeah, this actual come from there. That's basketball. Yeah. That's like five years old now. Wow. Yeah, that feels like a million years. Yeah. Feels like shit. It's it's all coming apart. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I can remember I had a match with Emma and I think she pulled uh, the flip pad bomb off the top rope. I think, yeah, I can't remember it. <laughs> so, who, who won? <laughs> but yeah, cool. So, am I am I stuttering at all to you? Um, what? Am I stuttering at all, like the screen and stuff? A little bit. Yeah, because you're jumping, you're jumping a little bit, like. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, first match was against Emma. Yeah. And then, and then what came? What came after that? So, so just give me some of the highlights in the early, early matches. Uh, I remember having that match with Wilson. Right. Wilson! <laughs> and uh, what happened after that? There's Purge, but not, I think after that. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, the Purge started. With that, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. the Purge um, started in, started in what, 2015? Yeah. So originally was yourself, Damien, Hex, and Amara, right? And yeah, just fucking dwindled from there into something, and then 
yeah, it was pretty much chaos, wasn't it, for like a good year. <laughs> yeah, it's just well, fucking everything up. Yeah, just just fucking everybody up. Yeah. <laughs> so you, so that would have been the first time then that you were sort of teamed, although you, you didn't have any sort of tag matches with with Hex for for the first little while. But that would have been yeah. the first time the two of you were kind of aligned together, right? Yeah. Yeah, me and Ben always like got on probably the most out of the group. So then I kind of felt like I could help Ben. Like, Whereas Amara and Brett were kind of like already their own thing. Ben was like new still, weren't he? So then yeah. it was kind of helping Ben like find his inner monster kind of thing. Mm. So... Um, <laughs> So one of one of the uh, one of the things I wanted I wanted to to bring up was a a match that not many people saw um, between you and Hex one on one. Do you remember this match? Yeah, for the chattery teeth. Yeah. So so what what <laughs> what was the thinking there? So talk talk through what happened. With with the chattering teeth and, uh, and and what maybe didn't go to plan with that. Um, I can't even remember. I think they were just in my pocket and I just threw them at him and he caught them. And so, I can't remember. What 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 was the the thinking behind them? Why were they? Because this is the thing. Like for me and most people, we're not just generally walking around with some chattering teeth in our pocket. So why? I think I was gonna probably like go to slam him on him, but then he's like free. So probably then it was nice thinking. Right. Okay. So <laughs> I know you've um, obviously teamed with Ben for a while. Yeah. Um, as the tag team, the Forgotten. Uh, so sort of sort of flash forward that a little bit. And um, the, the fans started to get behind the two of you as a team. Yeah. So obviously, originally the the evil purge, but then you and you and Hex separated from from the purge, and uh, and then like let's say the fans started to get behind uh, what the two of you were doing. So yeah. what what are some of your your highlights as a, as a tag team with uh, with Hex? Some of the best matches, maybe some of your favourites. I'd say the one against BG and Ollie. That one was pretty sick. From uh, uh, March. In, in March. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, I'd say the Yarmageddon, the one in St. George's. Was that Yarmageddon 12? 12, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd say that one. Against Xander and... Uh, Khan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh fuck, there's been quite a lot now, <laughs> I think, I loved um, the one with Yarm getting 13 when Ben done the elbow dropping a dick, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, I think we need to, I think we need to get that up online yeah. to see, because that, that was quite hilarious. Yeah. So to, to explain that to people who haven't seen it, um, you're doing a kind of version of the uh, kind of Dudley's what's up headbutt. Yeah. 
thing, but with the elbow drop, right? Yeah. And so then, you, yeah, you Ben's not as agile and can't climb the wet ropes, so I kind of just stood there and Ben was just like, ah, just like fell on him. Just the big giant, Andre the Giant yeah. style, <laughs> just dropping the elbow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the Dusty Rose finish to the dick. <laughs> so, so for, I mean, some of my favourite Jackie Hyde matches that we 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 haven't really uh, touched upon yet. So, the second singles match between yourself and Damien. Yeah, yeah, it's probably my favourite match. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. slight little uh, slip up with the. So in the in the first match, the, the first match between yourself and Damien, I think was pretty much meant to be the second match, yeah. right? It was meant to go yeah. that second one. Then. <laughs> yeah, I broke my ankle like five minutes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what yeah. what happened there? What what was the? I don't. Yeah, I was going really. Oh, why that? Everyone was like proper into it, and then. I done a stupid dive because I was like, oh, I could be indie too. And then I yeah, done a dive, and then that's just like, and I was like, I'm not gonna do dives like that anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't realize until like I stood on it, and I was like, ah, oh, fucking really painful. Yeah. So I like go stand up and I walk towards him, and there's just like, and I was just like, oh shit. Mm. Then, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think wasn't it some. Uh some water around the ring, I think, from Damien's yeah. entrance and your ankle on the yeah. I think that was my entrance. I came out copying him, didn't I? But I was like, at the cup of water and I was trying to drink it and then I oh, went to spit it out and then it stayed in the mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fine, it's your own fault then, so no sympathy. <laughs> they mostly are in wrestling. <laughs> so yeah, you, you had a bit of a an injury run. <laughs> early on in yeah. DOA. Yeah, I broke my ribs in that in yeah. the Purge debut match. Um, oh, what yeah, my ankle, my ribs. The cages though, to heal. Yeah, ribs uh, are aren't they? I can't remember any other ones. Um, I broke my ribs earlier in this year, didn't I? Yeah, Where, I, think, I, think, yeah. I, think ribs, I think the ribs were the, the worst one because, like you say, you, you feel like they're okay and then you start bumping around and getting in the ring and then suddenly it's just as bad. Yeah, it's just like you feel it like all like moving around. It's like, yeah. That's what I imagine fucking... I should do that as a costume and just have the alien pop out, just like... <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the second match that you did with Damien... Uh, it was one of my favourites, but that's the match that ended with you getting um, kidnapped by Damien. Yeah, which is what led to fans seeing the um, the murder barn for the first time, mm. right? So I just remember when I got choked, Sam. You standing at the ring post, just like just laying there, just uh, you're just like no. <laughs> <laughs> so and Brett went into the back. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the the fans then got to see the the murder barn for the first time. So they saw you locked in a dog cage. Yeah. By Damien. So, 
What was that like making making that that video, that first Murder Barn video? Well, yeah, we just got there. Brett picked me up as well. Brett literally drove so far to pick me up, do the promo, and then he just like we done the promo, and then I went home again. And I was like, oh, so like that show. Where does Brett live again? I can't remember. Where he we literally like. Yeah, that and things like, proved to me how much he loved like wrestling and shit because it's like he just went like well far out his way to do that and he didn't really have to and then from that one thing that's dwindled out into what it's become now kind of and yeah that was good though i can remember when we were filming it before because that's like quite uh flimsy kind of cage I remember like leaning on it as he's like proper shouting at me and stuff and the whole thing just fell apart <laughs> and then we're just like pause and put it all back together again <laughs> uh, yeah that was funny you know, yeah that was the that was the first thing that um the first one of those kind of videos uh, within the murder barn and, and stuff but um when follow, following on from from that so your your time as then a member of the purge but you were a member of the purge against your will the second time around being dragged around yeah. straight jacket and then i remember you were having um, your match was set to be you and dexter mm. joins the purge um and i remember you 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 coming to me and speaking to me about the idea of having the match whilst still in the straitjacket. Yeah. I thought, I thought, no, I'll be honest. <laughs> was my initial thought, no, this is not going to work. This is going to be dangerous. This is not going to, not going to happen. But you, you managed to talk me into it and seem to think that this was something that would, would work. And I, I completely trusted your judgment on it. And you were absolutely right because, um, it's one of those one of those things that that I think um, the people that were there will always kind of remember. Um, yeah, it's one of those matches. I know that, that um, Ollie Spring he always brings that match up as, yeah. as one of the matches that um, that we've had in in DOA. So um, a good idea, mate. <laughs> yeah. Because that was, that was yeah, really, it was awesome. That wrestling. I can remember Dexter being worried about it as well because that's when he just turned like bad, wasn't it, for the first time, and, and then he was kind of like worried about like, oh, what should I do? And I was like, just beat the shit out of me, just every chance you get, just fucking throw me into walls, just fucking kick me, whatever you want to do, just do it. And he was just like, oh, for sure. And then he done it and he fucking smashed it. But yeah, yeah I think that I think Dexter's probably one of the. I think he's one of the top people, probably. He's got like quite a good like future, I reckon, in wrestling. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think it was it must be kind of interesting for for him being in that situation because that's not the mm. only time that that kind of you've kind of put him over in the sense that yeah. and it, although, although you kind of. You won that match in straight jacket, the surprise roll up, and, and and that kind of thing. But I think you essentially just took a beating for the whole of that mm. entirety of that match. Yeah. And but what was it? What was it actually like being in that match? So uh, doing those things 
without the use of your arms and then um, what was it actually like? Uh, I didn't realise how much you can need to use these arms. You know, block stuff. Yeah. But... So like, yeah, the first thing was I done shoulder tackles and on the shoulder on the second shoulder tackle I just whacked my head off the floor just like push and I was just like doo I was just <laughs> like, oh shit. And then I run at him and I fall out the red that we practiced that like quite a few times so that was safe. And then yeah he kicked me in the chest and threw me into the wall. And then apparently like people were standing outside on the other side and they heard the wall just go Poosh. <laughs> and yeah. And then he just like kicked a shit at me some more. And then yeah, we done that thing where the straight jacket where we had been the DT. Yeah, yeah. And then when that kind of pulled my arms out of it and that wraps around him and then we small packaged him. Sunset flip, one, two, three, get the fuck out. And then Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. slapped the shit out of Ben. Yes. Slapped the taste out of his mouth. <laughs> so So, uh, so the, as the story goes, uh after that straight jacket match, you were still being led around in the straight jacket. I seem to remember um, quite funny. We, we had the show, uh, had a show over in March. I believe you were in a singles match against Charlie Winston. Yeah. And if my memory serves me right, um, Damien just brings you out onto the stage with the yeah. straight so he's kind of bringing you out almost like a dog and then he just shoved you off the stage yeah just threw me and you can't you can't get your hand, hands down to block yeah. nothing i just i just remember that and then lots of people saw one to me that was um, charlie threw me into that fire exit door and i kind yeah. of like bumped weird on the door and the door opened up and i just fell into the car park and just fucking cut my back open on the fucking gravel and shit. Uh, yeah. no. Yeah, and then I just got back in the ring and he's just like, you okay? And I was just like, just fucking keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just remember you being pushed off the stage and just, just thinking, yeah. I hope he gets up, he's got a whole match to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so after that would have been, um, yeah, would have been the sort of return of, of Hex. Yeah. And, uh, you escaping the straitjacket. So this this moment is up on the uh, DOA YouTube channel. Um, so we've got the, the various um, uh, the various lists of, uh, of of videos. So we've got DOA moments uh, list there. And so if you search, it's Jackie Hyde uh, escapes the straitjacket. So for me, that was. Um, Obviously, there's there's bigger crowds in the world, but that was one of my favourite pops um, that, that we've we've ever had. Yeah, uh, that was mad. That was that was so good. I mean, we 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 set the scene. So um, you actually opened the night. You you were um, supposedly. There's a day when it snowed loads, wasn't it? Yeah, I was proper worried, and then that was just like loads of people coming still. So you were. Uh, actually, I believe you wrestled in the opening match of that night against the banker. Yeah, which is still one of my favourite matches. Really enjoyed that one. Um, 
I like the reversal out of the credit crunch into the DDT. Um, really, really good match. Uh, in that match, Dexter came out to the ring, cost you the match, yeah. dragged you away again, and there you were in the main event, in the corner of the purge once again, in the straight jacket. Um, they're then essentially going to give you a give you some beatings after the match for not helping them out. Yeah, and here comes uh, the returning Hex, who makes the save, uh, and and it was it was this. Uh, Damien obviously retreats from from the monster. Dexter's cocky as you like, gives Hex the slap. Everyone expects to see the choke slam from Hex. But while this is happening in the corner of the ring, Jackie Hyde manages to escape the straight jacket. Dexter turns around straight into that, mm-hmm. and the place just just goes mental. And uh, and that was one of my one of my favourites, as you can probably tell, yeah. for every single second of it. Um, one of my favourite moments um, of of yours, uh, and and that that then kind of got everything rolling for you and. Hex as a tag team, yeah. as kind of um, fan favourites um, in their eyes. Uh, after that, Damien one on one against Hex in the main event of Yamageddon Eleven. Yeah. Um, I, I still I like that match. Yeah, I like that match. It wasn't technically the best match you'll ever see. Yeah. I don't think anyone will ever say that it was. Um, it was it was ugly, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I think it I think it deserved its place as the main event of that show, um, due to the the story that had been told leading up to it, um, and I think that if it wasn't for that, the the whole story with you in the straitjacket, I don't think that. Mm the fans would have got behind you and Hex as a tag team like they did following on for that. It's, it's almost like the two of you can can do no wrong with the fans almost because yeah. they've seen you go through so much uh, and this journey through the purge, starting the purge and then yeah. being purge against your will and uh, I think that's that's kind of... I'm so proud of Ben as well because like, mm. he's not like He's not like the most gifted wrestler in ship, but he's always he's, like he's, not he's always just done everything. Yeah, he's just done everything he could really. Yeah, and I always does, respect he, him for that, and he's he's probably yeah. been the best tag team partner I've had really because he's just I don't know I've never really had a, he's never really disagreed with anything has he or he's just always like he, he will always he will always give everything he's got. Um, he'd always put as much effort in as he can, um, but I think the key to it is that he's he's aware of his limitations, yeah. um, and he doesn't he doesn't pretend and act yeah. like he's, he's the best athlete in the world because he's not. Yeah. Um, but I think he's he's it's a testament to to. To you as well because obviously you were way more experienced than him when you started teaming together you know you could have you could have yeah. said oh, i don't I, I don't want to team with with ben he's you know he's, he's hardly yeah. matches he's you know um yeah ben's great yeah 
Yeah, you could have you could have said no, but you didn't. You wanted to team with him, um, and and the team has has been really really popular and then had to. Like really... I think as a team, I think if you put me and him together, we'd kind of make like to like separately. We kind of like he can't like I don't know how I don't mean in a nasty way, but we kind of need each other. We're kind of like Batman and Joker thing, like. I'm too. I'm not too weak, but I'm too weak to like. I can't fight how he fight, and then he can't kind of do the that I do. So then you slap it both together, and then it's like the perfect like mix of mm. like, the both. Yeah, yeah. Um, so after well, that... they the boys, I can't remember how I go now. The fucking I was gonna do the Spice Girls quote, but I can't remember what it was. We're like the fucking Spice Girls. But yeah, that's all I can remember from it. <laughs> um, yeah. So after that, we've got a few, a few different, um, a few different matches that took place. There's a lot, a lot of tag matches after that point with you and, uh, and Ben. Obviously, you've had matches against uh, the heavyweight Heartbreakers. Uh, you had matches with Long Lost Brother. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. So, so how did you? Um, so you really, really embraced the idea of that, that story, I think. Um, and I think it surprised a lot of people. So we brought Alexander Hyde in as yeah. um, we build it as Damien's final punishment, um, and it was bringing in your long lost uh, younger brother. Um, yeah. Alexander Hyde, who um, let's face it, battered you. Um, yeah, that I, I think I think that's one of the best debuts we've ever had in that in that. Yeah, match. I agree. Yeah, I enjoyed that match more than the second one. Like, I'm not sure first because I was like mentally in a shit place in the second match, but then because I found out like that day, didn't I, about my mum having breast cancer and shit, and I was just proper like. Well, mm. that proper like, yeah, yeah, I put like a down. Isn't great. Yeah, but then yeah, that first match that was sick. Like I really enjoyed that. I can remember Ollie was sending me all his matches and stuff, so I was like proper studying him. And then yeah, we got there, and then I just kind of like I was like, oh, let's do all this, 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 and then he come up with, like loads of sick ideas as well. Yeah. All right. Cool. So uh, yeah, we we're talking about um, your. Uh, stuff with Alexander Hyde. Yeah, I didn't think it'd be as big as he was either. <laughs> like, I can remember, like, I saw the videos and stuff. You were both kids, so yeah, <laughs> I just thought, I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's what that's what made it work because yeah, we needed we needed the next thing because let's let's face it, the, the Jackie Hyde character worked best yeah. as. The underdog, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and and that kind of story is, um, and we couldn't, we we'd done you and Damien enough. Um, yeah, yeah. We didn't want people to get bored of that, um, so it's perfect way of, you know, just when you think just dropping shit, um, just when you think that that you know things are going to turn around and be good for for Jackie Hyde. Along comes Alexander Hyde to kind of ruin that. So I think yeah. that's, that's why that works. I think 
You're also a bit too hard on yourself about that second match. Yeah. But, like, I think that whole thing, what we together, I think we did like, loads, because that was, like, really linked. I think we linked everything, like, everything kind of went together. Then, um, yeah, because he headbutted the fuck out of me, didn't he, in the first match. And in the show after that, in the tag match with Khan, headbutt the fuck out of Khan. And I started, like, copying the things he was doing and stuff. And then it that match with the World Cup one where he started elbowing one banks in the head and shit like that. And then I start the Last Brother Standard match elbowing him in the head like that as well. Like, I started trying to, like, yeah. And then he hit me in the head with a crowbar, didn't he, at the end of the Last Brother Standard match. And then after that, I started copying all the stuff what like Brett and everyone had tried doing to me on everyone else trying to like, I don't know, I just went crazy. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, that's, that yeah. shows the kind of levels that you go to to try and add like layers to a story. Because uh, it's all yeah. well saying, oh, okay, this time it's Jackie Hyde against this person, X, Y, and Z. But... Mm. One of the things that I really like is just how Jackie Hyde has changed and evolved. Yeah. And, and it's not just a different mask every show, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's... Yeah, it's, like, they all have meaning. The one I had with Brother, where is it? Uh, I don't know where it is. So many. I can remember I that, I've painted a different colour now, but I wore my face on. But yeah, I wore like one like this, what was like off my face on the first match with Brother, and then he stretched the mouth on the mask, didn't he? Really big, and then I changed it so the mouth on the mask was stretched and it kind of had like a jokery kind of vibe to it. Mm. But yeah, there's like everything's kind of been linked and stuff. And then after he hit me in the head, I wore yeah that one for ages. And then after he hit me in the head with a crowbar, I changed it so it was like a zombified version with like massive like cuts and shit in where it's been stitched together and it's dying. So yeah. it's like the same. This is the thing. This is the thing. Like, yeah. It goes over some people's heads. Um, yeah. With with the masks, they just look at them. <laughs> oh, that's another cool with mask. Shit, Ray White poppy. <laughs> it's like oh this is another oh it's another cool mask another cool mask another cool mask yeah. but there's actually if you actually look at the masks they have links to the parts of the story or they have links to where the character is at at that time it's not just oh I think this will look cool you know there's there's lots yeah. of different uh, elements that go into what mask you're gonna make for uh for each show, which I think I think is awesome. Um, yeah. So after the, the feud with um, with Alexander Hyde, um, there was more tag stuff with with Hex, of course. Um, yeah. We had some uh, some good matches in there with. Uh, um, t- speaking of, we spoke about injuries earlier. Um, yeah. Talk me through getting hurt in the triple threat with Banker and Ali. Okay. Oh, he do the dive on me, don't he? And then my ankle just do like this weird. My ankle's like, let me show you how I can roll. And they're just like, <laughs> and I was just like, oh fuck. 
and then I just couldn't stand on that leg. And then every time I did, that just hurt like fuck. So I was just hopping around trying to get through it. And then uh, um, I can't remember what happened in that match now. So you got put I in. I remember the... something happened. I was just like, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> just like yeah, sat on the outside. Didn't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, he put me in the um, Boston Crab and the Camel Clutch at the same time. Yeah. Whilst and, yeah. having the injury. Yeah, they're just sitting there like ah. <laughs> <laughs> just dying. They're just like, yeah. And then um, that was when Ali won the title one, I think. Bang. Yeah, yeah, that was sick. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good match. Good night. So, yeah. you and Ali's another good person. Ali's a great person. Shout out to Ali. Yeah. yeah the first time I met Ali, I was yeah, I was literally doing makeup in the fucking toilet all through my mask and he just comes sat next to me, he started taking a shit and just shook my hand like, Oh I'm Ali And that was like <laughs> Yeah, that's just always gonna be my like memory of him, just like that's fucking awesome. Ali's just a, a Ali's friendship, yeah. Yeah. Great, great, great guy. Um the So the, the kind of culmination then, um of the, the purge story, the, the whole thing uh, resulted in you and Hex reuniting with Damien um, at Yarmageddon. I wish I said then, when we were talking about Ali, I sure went, he's okay, but he ain't quite Jackie Hyde. <laughs> but nah, that's a diss to him because he is sick. Yeah, got a lot of respect for Ali. Yeah. Ali Ali's the man. Um, yeah. So you and Hex reuniting with Damien at Yarmageddon 13 to reform the original Purge. Yeah. Yeah, that was a sick night. That was... His debut, Crowley won it as well. Yeah. So, so yeah. Crowley debuted on that on that show. Um, that led into the... He debuted as ref, didn't he? And then he... Yeah, he had such a big, he's like so quick at becoming like, he nailed it. I've never yeah. seen anyone like nail it as quick as he has. He just got her like that, just quick. Yeah, he refereed the March Summer Festival, um, which is the first time that I actually met him. Um, yeah, and he debuted Yarmageddon 13. Um, the Purge reunited on that night, which then yeah. led to one of my favourite things, which actually has just been added to the YouTube channel, and that was the horror icons. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> any any sort of cool memories of making the, the horror icons entrance? Oh, I can remember, um... Oh, I can remember, um, when Ben was filming his bit with the, um, chainsaw, we couldn't get the right kind of like thing with the noise off the chainsaw so we had to turn on another chainsaw and then someone was following Ben with the, cha- with the chainsaw behind the bush to get the chainsaw noise for his chainsaw. So you've got so, a chainsaw, someone with a chainsaw hiding making the noise of a chainsaw because yeah. the noise of, the, of Ben's chain, so Ben's chainsaw wasn't making noise. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah. <laughs> that was like, I think I was so well put together. And then I managed to get put in a box again. I always end up in something every time. We... 
I've ended up in a cage, a box, and a locker. <laughs> so, the horror icons entrance um, just uh, was was quite eventful as to whether it was actually going to play, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, there was loads of panic, weren't there? Weren't there that? Yeah, yeah. And, so um, the, the big screen wasn't working uh, yeah. all night, and the, all the effort had been made to, to make this horror icons yeah. entrance. And if the screen had not played um, at that exact moment, the exact... Because even Hellbound, on their way to the ring, which was just prior to, to Purge making their entrance, their video froze. Yeah. So everyone's video freezing and not working, and then we had this almost mini movie of an entrance like that we needed. Minute entrance, yeah. And we needed it to play, and there was this brief moment. If you remember, in the early part of that video, the you've got the the van coming towards yeah. uh, coming towards the screen, and it, the, the the way that it goes, it kind of freezes slightly and then suddenly it's closer and then it's closer right so in the moment where it's slightly it looks like it's frozen slightly just for a split second and i remember tommy tommy lambert god bless you um i remember him uh, up on the balcony as it did that shouting it's frozen it's frozen (laughs) (laughs) and panicking and i'm like leave it leave it and he was about to stop the video um, which would have ruined the whole thing, but yeah. uh, he, he panicked. But I was like, kind of calm him down. Um, and luck worked, and it was it was brilliant. So that was yourself as Chucky, yeah. Hex as Chris. Face, and then yeah. Damien yeah. as Damien. Yeah, and that was that was one of the. I mean, it's it's one of the most memorable entrances we've ever had, if not the the best one yeah. we've ever had. Um, Making those masters of one. The, the um, one they made, Brett, that had like real nails in. Oh, yeah, like, the yeah. yeah. I remember trying to get like pretend like nails, like what you could get, and then I just couldn't find any anywhere. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to use real ones. And that had like, yeah, I think that had came, probably like about well, 30 nails just stuck. You came we went to BQ, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had to find suitable nails to, to make the pinhead mask. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So yeah. then we pick up kind of a road to uh, to you and Hex becoming DOA Tag Team Champions mm. after that point. Yeah. So and a few matches, um, a few good matches, good tag matches, heavyweight heartbreakers um, a couple of times. Um, and then, and then the the match against what ended up being Jack Torino and the Banker, um, yeah, tag titles. Um, but again, that's another another example of, of the fans just loving the forgotten. Yeah. How was how was that night winning the the tag titles? I can remember I hurt my hands, didn't I, in the match? And I don't mm. know how. And. Yeah, my hands were just like proper, like just fucked in the match. And I was like, oh shit, I can't do anything. And then I can remember uh, Trino goes to do the runner off me, doesn't he, off the rope? And I'm yeah. like trying to hold on, and I just can't hold on. And I just like face plant into his ass. And then he's like sitting there, like, ah, oh, my ass. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, sorry, man. 
And then, um, yeah, we go for the hot tag. Oh, I hit him with a tornado DDT. We go yeah. for the hot tag. And then Banker jumps off the apron, doesn't he? And yeah. uh, kind of like turns face. And then everyone's like, oh, what the fuck? And then, yeah, Hex chokes him. Um, Cash up one, two, three. And then forgotten done it. And yeah, Ben's so, so happy that day. That was like proper sick. Yeah, it was, it was one of those real nice things to see. I mean, yeah. a lot of people will say like, oh, you know, belts and things, they're just kind of props yeah. or whatever. But, you know, it's, it's, it is validation that you're doing something right, you know? Yeah. The, and obviously it's, yeah. it's a trust, obviously I, yeah. the book I'm at, um, but it's, yeah. it's for me to, to the guys yeah. on the show. But if you if you're given a championship, yeah. it's, it's it's me trusting Privilege. you, yeah. the company, you know. Um, and I I loved I loved seeing that. You might obviously, yeah. um, Booker Man didn't love seeing it on the night. Yeah, but I can uh, remember for that mask for that show, um, the mask all wore in that match. This one's made out of like um, foam latex. Right. So. These are made out of latex and it's just like thin, but foam latex, that's kind of like sponge. So the more I was wearing it, that was sweating on my face and that was just expanding on my face. <laughs> and that was tightening around my face and I couldn't breathe or nothing or I could just feel a little squishing up my face. So the longer the match is going, I'm pulling it apart and trying to make it more comfy. And then I get to a point I'm like, oh fuck, I just pulled the fucking whole thing in half. And then you picked up the other half, didn't you? I think you squeeze it and all the shit come out of it, and you're just like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember, I remember grabbing that bottom part of that your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing that the DOA wrestling fans saw in in an event in an arena um, was the Rebellion regaining the tag team championships, yeah. um, and then. After that, pandemic. Um, so all the all the shows um, stopped. So what does DOA do? The Murder Barn Massacre. So <laughs> so talk uh, talk a little bit about the uh, the Murder Barn Massacre and uh, and how that was to make. Um, a lot of planning went into it, didn't it? Really, mm. like yeah. That was um, because that was just completely something different, wasn't it, compared to like other stuff. That was like heavily character-based stuff, and I don't know how to explain it. That was just different, wasn't it? To that was sick. Um, yeah, we got there, didn't we? That took like the whole day to film. We must yeah. have started filming that about one or two-ish run, I think, and then yeah. finished about ten. Yeah. Yeah. It was a. Uh, um, felt like a long day, especially with all the smoke from the barrels. Yeah. Been in that barn. It was. Uh, I was coughing a lot the following day. Yeah. I wore that mask for like the entire day as well. Yeah. I put that fucking vert black on my face. Vert black's like the blackest paint you can buy in the world. And yeah, I painted my face with that underneath. And then I went home and tried to wipe it off and I just couldn't get it off. <laughs> and I looked like fucking, what's his name? I was like Johnny Depp and Sweeney Todd. 
Or just heavy black around my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like some sort of crazy fucking raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, uh, yeah, the murder bar was certainly uh, very different. Um, yeah. I, I I really enjoyed making it. Obviously, hats off to, uh, yeah. to Brett who, who put uh, went above and beyond with the level of work that he put in yeah. making that happen, which which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I think I think everyone in it really stood out. Everyone offered something different to yeah. it. Um, I think Zand stood the most. Zand was sick. Yeah, Zand was like, oh, yeah. yeah. He showed a hell of a lot of like the direction with his character. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, um, one of my favourite bits is probably when he licked the fucking uh, knifing. What was it like a wood stake where that, that just yeah. stretched out into like extra like slow motion replay? That was sick. <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll, we'll obviously we'll, we'll pop a link to the murder barn because for anyone who hasn't seen it, why the hell not? Um, it's got it's got a lot of views already. It's already the most viewed thing yeah. he's ever done. So, um, but that, that, there's still more people that need to see it because I thought it was really yeah. good. Yeah, we had, we definitely. Had, we had the next um, projects in the pipeline, um, and then we we're hit with the second. Uh, second lockdown, so, so that's on a, on a bit of a delay. But the moment we can, um, we will get get up and running again. With regards to when uh, actual shows can start again, and we have the the fans coming back in, and uh, and and you know we get to get to perform properly again. Um, what's what's kind of um, some of the things you you'd like to? either achieve in wrestling or opponents you've not faced in the ring yet or I need uh, to find out who tattooed me at the murder barn <clears throat> okay yeah right. that's the actual tattoo from from the murder barn right apparently so but yeah it's there for life wow <laughs> so, yeah, trying to find out who that is. Apparently, there's yeah, there's two. Okay, so yeah. that's first thing on the agenda: is finding out yeah. who this who this other chap yeah. is. Should we call him the anarchist? Because he's he done the anarchy, eh? Okay, He'll be the so... anarchist for now. Anarchist. So we'll find out who this anarchist is. Yeah. Try to ruin my goddamn life. Well, is there aside from that? Is there anyone else within DOA that you you've yet to step in the ring with that you'd like that you'd like to? Mm, probably Ash Draven. Okay. Yeah. Ash, if you, if you want. Chris, he's like another, yeah, yeah. He's like kind of creative as well, and I reckon we could like do something really like storytelling and creative mm. if we like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. One match I'd like to see is Jackie Hyde versus Mr. Charles Crowley. Yeah. I think that, I think that's. I was going to say that, like, literally just really then. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, aside from DOA, then, um, have you been watching a lot of um, 
pandemic wrestling, so a lot of uh, the uh, the no crowd mm-hmm. shows. Uh, yeah, kind of. I got really annoyed with WWE there earlier in the year, and I was just like, no, fuck you, I'm not doing it no more. But mm. we kind of have some weird, like, psychedelic philosophy thing, don't we, to where WWE can, like, I can kind of predict WWE stories. I like how he's, and then, like, a few, like, literally, like, a few shows later, WWE do it, don't they? Yeah. And then yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I said about the idea where um, I was like, oh, can I pull someone's eye out on the show? But then it's like a pretend eye. So my idea for it is I had like a pretend eyeball. There's the camera. Where I wanted to kind of do something where people like coming after me. And then for me to get away, I kind of put my hand in the pocket on the slide, pull the fake eyeball out. And then I'm kind of like giving them thumb to the eye, but then I've got the eyeball in my hand and then I pull them around so the other people see the eyeball hanging out and they're like, oh, what the fuck? And then I push them into the people and then I run away and then they see the fake eye and they're like, oh, it was a fucking joke, this motherfucker. And then I've escaped and then it's not like I've actually pulled someone's eyeball out. And then Seth fucking Rollins, motherfucker. Yeah, but I mean... (laughs) That looks so bad, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They should be ashamed of that. With their well, budget, I'm just going to oh. be like an actual fake eye, so then it weren't like, oh, he's actually pulled someone's eyeball out. So it's more like a joke than a thing. But then, yeah. And then you got fucking Mr. Yowie Wowie. Yeah. 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 I'm sure you love him. But if you remember, we had like um, we had the, the the Viking Army entrance at St George's Theatre, yeah. and then like a couple of weeks later, there was almost an almost identical entrance by the, uh, the War Raiders on NXT, yeah. and it was almost identical. Um, and we were just sitting there, like, oh, for f- <laughs> just getting really. It was on about. Me having a sister as well, weren't we? In the fucking Beetlejuice costume, and now they've done the fucking Alexa Bliss thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Typical, typical. So, yeah. do you how do you, do you think that um, when crowds come back, that this kind of whole era of these shows with no fans and, and all that kind of stuff, do you think that'll just kind of be swept under the carpet? Because I can't see them wanting to use loads of this footage in years to come. Mm. With no crowd. I reckon their promos will probably be the same, but then they'll probably put more into promos. Like, I reckon them doing this have probably learned a bit more on how to do it better, but then they just haven't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think it's weird. I, initially, it was just so... Especially, like, at WrestleMania, when it was yeah. so good. It was, felt so sterile, and, and you could even hear, like, the fans on the ceiling going around, mm-hmm. and it was just shit and and now they've got at least a little bit of atmosphere i know some of it's like piped in noise but i think you at least have to have something some kind of noise in the background just to take you away from the fact that it's it's an empty room but like i don't know i feel bad for certain people i feel bad for like drew mcintyre who won the title and has had entire run be in front of no one and now he's lost the title again and it's like well you can't judge the success of his title reign based on this period of time so he deserves 
like getting another run with the belt when the crowds are back is definitely him. And I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm the biggest Drew McIntyre fan in the world, but I think he's the he's been you know shit on by this pandemic massively. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. I, I, I find. I think all wrestling kind of been a bit fucked by this. We're probably the only ones who are like nailed it with the murder one, but like, kind of just, yeah, everything else, that's just, just weird, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and you see, obviously, people in Parliament laughing at wrestling, so there's a big fuck you to those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck you. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I just, if. When crowds come back, it's almost going to be. Um, obviously, we 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 hope all the fans come back out and and you know we can't wait to to run shows again and, and everything. But it's going to be um, it's going to be just as good for for us to see them as it is for them to see us. Yeah. I think you know lots of people are missing going to the wrestling, but I think everyone uh, DOA and everywhere else is just missing. Being able to 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 you know perform, um, yeah. definitely. Um, in other news, it looks like there's going to be a new president. Mm. Looks like it's going to be um, old pervy Joe. Yeah, <laughs> butt chunks, butt chunks. Um, yeah, so that that'll be that'll be somebody else at phone. So the guy who. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's he's he basically has already said that um, should uh, Joe Biden win the election, then he will be doing everything in his power to change the way that the WWE does business with regards to its employees being uh, independent contractors and all of that kind of stuff. So that'd be interesting to see what happens with yeah. uh, with that. Maybe WWE will start actually yeah. making people employees, which which will change change the game I guess quite, quite Netflix is supposed to be making a Vince McMahon documentary and it's supposed to be one of the most expensive ones I've made yeah but I said to you the other day about that with the Vince documentary he's yeah, like yeah. executive producer so it's, it's just going to be his version of yeah. his own so there's going to be no scandal there's going to be no like big revelations that he doesn't want you to know yeah. um, you know it's not going to be just going to end my joke with him in a mental home at the end just like you wouldn't get it <laughs> it'll just be it'll just be a close up shot of his grapefruits for an hour yeah. that's all it'll be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's it so um, yeah normally on, on podcasts and stuff people say oh you know where can people find you on social media and all that kind of shit um, mm. but nothing much is really happening at the moment is it um, and, uh, and from Instagram <laughs> and from Instagram I know the Jack E. Hyde on Facebook um, mm. yeah and it, it's just a case of wait and see really isn't it for when we yeah. can do something hopefully we can we can get because what we had planned to uh, to be recorded next was going to be a, a whole lot of fun so hopefully we can get around to that really soon um but yeah other than that thank you very much for uh for coming in and having a chat and uh has your as your friend behind you got any parting words echo, echo.
What are your, your thoughts on the match? Let me tell you something, brother. All you brother heroes will be deleted. Well, there we go. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Jackie, hi. Thank you very much for joining us. All right. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Well, there you go. That was my interview with Jack E. Hyde. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that and enjoyed the review from earlier of AEW Revolution. Uh, we'll be back on the Bookerman podcast this coming weekend uh, with another uh, interview and we'll be talking about everything else that's happened uh, post-Revolution. So Raw, SmackDown, AEW, Dynamite, NXT. We'll be having a look at what goes on in this week uh, of professional wrestling. And also, we may this Saturday have a little bit of DOA news to bring you as well. Uh, quite excited. Um, it seems pretty obvious what that might be. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, it's exciting to be able to uh, potentially bring you some, uh, some good news. So uh, tune in, uh, listen, subscribe as well, uh, wherever you find your podcasts um, this Saturday. And uh, and yeah, we'll speak to you. We'll speak to you then. And thank you for tuning into this uh, special additional edition of the Bookerman Podcast. Take care.